What's up with the D-Link Slam? This is Micah. And Mama D. I got a special guest with me. Everybody say what's up to Mama D. Like they can really. <laughs> but uh this is uh this is still the D-Links TV podcast, but with this certain segment, I wanted to uh I wanted it to be just more conversational based. And, and, and not needing to be so, so concise. More just like an open discussion, really, where people listen in as if, you know, and they're listening as if they're they're right there in the moment, talking with us and listening with us. But, you know, just different perspectives on life amongst a lot of different things. And um, we decided to call it to be D&D because it's just Mama D and D-Links, just being us. So we sitting here on the floor drinking tea, got some fruit, got a protein bar. We <laughs> doing our thing. But uh, today we want to talk about relationships because uh, Valentine's Day is upon us. And I know there's a lot of people with loved ones out there. A lot of people who feel like, you know, they may want a relationship with people that want to get out of relationships. So we just wanted to talk on a lot of the different uh topics and situations around relationships and some of our own experiences to help you guys get some more insight so with that being said i want to uh i want to ask you a question (laughs) (laughs) so um what would you consider to be a healthy relationship Mm. I would say a healthy relationship would have to be someone who is truthful, honest, um, willing to compromise. Mm. Okay. Truthful, honest, and willing to compromise. It's funny because I've been um, in my most recent relationship, and I told you about this. How they didn't like the word compromise. Mm. They like um, it's coming to an agreement, and it's like I, I see what you're saying. I, <laughs> basically, the same thing, but I also know the significance of words sometimes. Uh, and, and I agree with that. So, whichever way you want to say it but it's still all the same thing yeah it's just basically coming to in and under or overstanding understand right yeah about one thing and um, i would so that, that means on that note you must listen of course so it's got to be somebody who's willing to listen mm-hmm. and as you can tell obviously i've been listening if i remember that but it's interesting because ever since i don't remember using that word where compromise so it's like it's it's funny how like subconsciously I just train myself to just not even use it. To put aside certain words. Yeah, out of respect. Something that I admire by myself. But uh with that being said, I feel healthy relationships definitely have to involve self-awareness. Of course. Because I feel like, how can you be in a relationship with someone else? If you don't know yourself. 
and you don't know what you bring to the table, what you've been through, and you don't like, you know, you don't know how compatible you are with a person because of your, 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 if you're not learning from your past relationships, whether it's romantic, friend, family, job, yourself, whatever it is, and you're not really, you're all, you're always pointing at them like, oh, they did wrong, they did this, they did this, they did that, and it's, you're never looking at yourself, then how can you really say they're doing wrong when you're never looking in that mirror and staring at it and say, wait, in that situation, I did do it like this. Mm-hmm. And maybe getting different perspectives. So I would say definitely being open to not like sharing your business with everybody, but having those two people who you can get different perspectives from. So like you said, listening, listening mm-hmm. but also receiving. Because there's a difference. Somebody can listen and not receive it. I, can, I feel like to receive it is when it goes in and it digests in your core and in that subconscious. Area. And I think that becomes when you are actively listening. Yes. Because there's a difference with hearing and mm, listening. Yes. Because people hear things. You can hear stuff outside. You can hear it into the point. It's a, it's a background noise and you hear it, mm-hmm. but you're not really listening to it. Mm. So there's a difference. Mm-hmm. I agree with actively you. Actively listening. Yes. That's a really, really good point. Because actively just putting the action to it. And I think that's another thing. Uh, not just being apologetic and then not doing anything about it to correct it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you and you taught you taught me to actually difference between saying sorry and the difference between apologizing. Apologizing, yes. Because <laughs> you can say sorry that day, I'm sorry for this, I'm sorry for that, I'm sorry for this. Well somebody can step on your foot and say sorry. Yeah. But and it's funny how you say they could just say sorry. They don't say I'm sorry. Like a lot of times if it's quick like that, they don't say I'm sorry. They say yeah. sorry. sorry. And, it, and it's so easy to just shrug off and dismiss almost. Yeah. Sense. But to actually say, you can't just say apologize. You have to say, I apologize. So you take that accountability. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the so word sorry does. It, it helps you take the responsibility off of yourself and puts him on the act that mm-hmm. was done. Instead of saying that I did that act. Yes. And because I did that act, it made you feel this way. And because you felt that way, it was affected in this way. So therefore... It translates to this, and therefore I apologize for and being aware and recognizing that, and now being aware of what I did to you and how I made you feel, I will work towards correcting myself so I don't make you feel that way again. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. We all make mistakes, but all we can do is just work to be better. Yeah, that's all you can do. And learn. So uh, I think it covers a decent basis of a healthy relationship. I'm sure it's more as you come. You of course, know. of course. But uh, with that being said, of course, the opposing side, what would you consider to be a toxic relationship? <laughs> mm. Anywhere. Ooh, sis, mama, dear. you made this tea hot. No, <laughs> it's because of the cap. Ah, see, I haven't been drinking out of these cups recently. Yeah, you do open then. Unless that steam out. Yes, that, that holds it. Gotcha. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even able to sit the tea like I want to, but it's okay. We'll set that aside for right now. <laughs> sis, mama, D, sis. <sighs> um, anywhere where you feel less than. Mm. That's encompassing That's, of a lot. That, I think that kind of sums it up with a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere you feel less than. 
And not to say that relationships can't bounce back from it if you feel that way and you talk to that person, that person listens and you say, hey, this is what's making me feel this way and they shift to a better, you know, situation or mm -hmm. uh, different them in order to correct the issue within the relationship. But, yeah. Mm. Of course, toxic is anything that like I say, if you're being, uh, like I say, it doesn't have to be physical abuse. It can be mental abuse. Yes. Yes, it can. But of course, anything physical is not good. Right. Right. Um, and I wouldn't even say, sometimes people sit there and say, when you're not happy, I don't think that's it. Mm-hmm. Because happy is... Temporary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think you can I think I think you have to make yourself happy. Ooh. And not look for it in other people. Right. Wow. I guess that would transition into me as far as like I believe a toxic relationship will consist of bringing in intentions that have nothing to do with that person or that come from outside influences that aren't pure, that aren't genuine. Because what you said, less than, that encompasses a lot. So I feel like to really just touch on it, like just, because for example, there was a situation where I was in, uh, I was getting to know this female and everything was cool in the beginning. We were just talking, mm -hmm. but then she brought in like more intention and more energy into wanting to really, really be in a relationship with me. And at the time I was doing what most people don't do at my age and that's take that time for yourself to grow and have a relationship with yourself mm -hmm. and develop that 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 self-love mm -hmm. and she definitely wasn't um going through those things at my age but she was older than me so i was doing my best to be mature about it and like not necessarily you know be come off offensive or too aggressive but just saying like look i i think you're a cool person and everything but i'm not interested in a relationship right now mm -hmm. And the way she was playing it, she was like, okay, for now. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Did you not hear me? So it was just, it was just interesting that having different situations along the lines of that, where it's like they come into the situation with their own intentions. Right. Instead of just letting it flow as it goes. Not just not to say that you like you have no control over the situation of yourself, but just sometimes you, you can't bring in, oh, I've been hurt by this person, so now all these other relationships, I'ma have trust issues and I'ma 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 not trust them ever. And it's like, how can you have a relationship without trust? That's yeah. true. But I but I do get that sometimes when being hurt traumatically, it can cause you to be affected in negative ways. So therefore it might be more difficult yes. to to just just allow anybody in because of how vulnerable you, you were with someone else and they took advantage of that. I definitely, definitely have been there before and I've been with people like that. But it's like, I think when the person chooses to voluntarily not trust you, when you prove time and time again by just being that you are trustworthy, I think then that person needs to take some accountability and responsibility and be aware of their past. 
and say, look, I'm still going through some things. I'm still healing. If you're willing to be patient enough with me to continue to develop this relationship that we've built upon, mm-hmm. then we can move forward. But if they're not if they're not coming at it like that, I don't think that person should be in a relationship. So just going right back to self-awareness, basically. That mm-hmm. person just being ignorant and just choosing to be ignorant when even they are, you know, presented with some information that could be helpful and knowledge that could be uh, assisting them in growing. And they just choose to not listen yeah. or receive. But like you said, anyone has to be careful with who they who they allow to be vulnerable with. Yes. Mm. So I think that's the accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's all that comes with self-awareness. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I really, I really am, uh, I really am just taking back how, how well we're able to encompass so many things without using like so many words. Because when I was first thinking about you know these questions, I was like, I had did a mock response for myself just to keep myself structured instead of just free flowing with it how I am now. And I was just thinking like a different turn. So I was thinking like you know abuse manipulation uh this this and that and like you said it all to make someone feel less than but really that comes from you feeling less than from one point of your life when you lacking something a part of your life so therefore you project what you feel inside instead of dealing with what you feel inside and then coming to someone and saying look these are my truths if you're willing to accept them we can move forward if not then i need to move along which goes right back to self-awareness though. But it's like being able to, I, I, I'm not saying put your business on front street for just any and everybody, but there's a difference between putting your business out there and owning your truths, mm-hmm. owning your mistakes, owning your past. So therefore no one can make you feel less than about those things because you've already owned them, you've dealt with them and you're working towards a better you now. And that's what I was just about to say. No one can make you feel less than you allow if, them to. If you know yourself. Mm. Exactly. But I not would, to say you won't feel down. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. I was I was gonna say I will admit sometimes, <laughs> you know. Yeah, sometimes you feel that. I mean sometimes yeah. you feel down, I wouldn't say, you know. Or you, you might be disappointed in yourself at one point. You or, just need that that uplifting. Yeah, but but yeah. So yeah, that's a... That's just really impressive to me that, uh, you know, even though there's, there's definitely more, but just for a general sense, that encompasses a lot. So uh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that came from BFF. Really? <laughs> I like that. So speaking of that, help me dive into three to five different relationships that you feel have impacted you for a good amount of your life. Hmm. I would say I would say my very first relationship I had when I was younger, I think when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Sip. <laughs> <laughs> that might be still a little more. Open up. Uh I would say the relationship with your father. Shout out to my pops, A1. And then, of course, 
the last several years, um, marriage and everything. Mm. I would say, and I would have to throw in there my uh, BFF. Mm -hmm. You know, that relationship is tremendously, mm. tremendously mm -hmm. helped out. But it didn't become prominent until I want to say six years ago. Even though we have always been friends, mm -hmm. but about six years ago is when it it truly took flight. And why is that? What what made it come to that point? What I was going through in life. Mm. So out of everybody at that time, what was it that made you confide in your BFF? Because I've always I've always said this, you know, and this is something that goes back to what I've heard Oprah say at one point about her and Gail. Mm -hmm. When you have a best friend, you don't need a therapist. Mm. And I hold so true to that. Mm -hmm. That is so, so true. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of who do you confide into? And one thing about it was I wasn't confided in anyone at that time. Because everyone likes to put on a facade like you got everything going. You don't need any help. Right. Like you can handle it. Mm, all by yourself. But no. So my thing is, I've always looked at it as you have to talk about things in order to help yourself. Mm. It's just who do you talk to? You can't talk to everyone. Mm -hmm. And even though she had been my friend, I never talked to her about everything. And at one point, I just decided. Because I knew it was internally affecting me. I had been making it through life for so long with talking to myself. So I, was, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to say. I mean, I wouldn't sorry, say sorry to say. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't say sorry to say. I would, right. But I mean, I did. I, it's like I did. I talked to myself a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, but after a while, it was just like that was no longer getting it because of the situations of just what everything was happening. And one day I just broke it down and said it and it felt like a weight was lifted mm -hmm. because it's like now I don't have to put on this facade like everything is okay. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. I think that's very, very interesting. I wanna ask one more question on that though. When, um, possibly two more questions, it might lead to one more. What was the first, when was the first moment you could remember talking to yourself? Mm, I've always talked to myself. I've always talked to myself. I mean, I wouldn't even say sometimes it was out. <laughs> I'm just listening back. Like, like listening. To, I always talk to myself. I did. I've always talked to myself. I mean, I can't remember when I started because 
Seriously, I think I've always done it. It's always one of the things you, it's like one of those reassurance, like when, if you're doing something, you're just like, I can do this. Mm. You know, or you sit there and say, oh, you messed up now. You got to try something else, you know? So right. it's one of them type of things, but yeah, I've always done it. Uh, huh. So yeah, I can't pinpoint. Gotcha. But I mean, sometimes it might have been out loud. Like if I'm in, in the house by myself mm-hmm. and it's just like, I'm just talking. <laughs> Seriously, I'm just talking. <laughs> and whether that was me talking to God. Right, right. Or what, it doesn't matter, but I know it helped. Yes. It certainly helped and I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Things happen for a reason. I've always believed that. Yes. And so, yeah. Wow. It's the perfect transition because where you end on your point, because you said first it was your first relationship at 18, then my father, then, um, you know, the marriage, then your BFF, and then you didn't say it, but yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's what... But myself came back a while before. Myself... Mm-hmm came back I want to say in my early 20s mm. wow yeah and I wasn't going in order as far as your life right exactly just saying yeah, yeah exactly so wow that's funny you say that because with me being you know 20 like this is the time where my relationship with myself is blossoming and but I think yours is more than <laughs> what I was at the time. But regardless, it's just what it is. It's a relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. But but it's funny that you said, you know, whether you were talking to God. Because sometimes, like, I get a response that, that that's from me and, and it's from my voice. But I don't feel like it's me saying it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, just this morning, I was, um, I was... Last night I had the mindset of I really want to start doing better, but like put an action for towards it. And I don't. It doesn't have to be astronomical as far as uh, of what I accomplish right now, but just the little things. Yeah. Little things that build up to those big things. I just want to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's what I basically did. And I um, things I didn't do yesterday, I did today, and just you know, just little things here and there. But after I really like, you know, got up and everything, I looked in a mirror and I would just started talking. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I used to like, I used to feel like if I exposed that to people, they'd call me crazy. I think a lot more people do it than what we think. I think so too. <laughs> I, I, I truthfully and honestly feel like if you're not comfortable doing that with yourself, then there's something where there's a blockage, mm-hmm. there's a hindrance. Cause I feel like if if it not not even to really take it there, but to take it there, if we once come from a point in time where we were naked twenty four seven all day long, all year long, all of our lives naked, if you can be so comfortable with your physical presence to where you can step around other people like that, then why is it now that we are wearing clothes but still are not able to be naked internally? 
These, we're still putting on these masks, these costumes, internally hiding from ourselves. And for so long, I was like, like you said, the facade. Why can't I even be honest with myself? Why can't I even be able to expose to myself what I'm truly feeling as if I got something to hide from me? Like, it's not me. <laughs> and I think that's that's the first relationship that really, really shifted my whole perspective on life. Once you got to know you. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a big difference. And I'm still getting but to I think, know and, and, and don't get me wrong, it's an ongoing thing. I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, it's one of them things you gotta take time back away from everything. Yeah. Everything. And yeah. I remember when I did that, I took a year off. I mean, I literally just like, I'm not seeing no one. I'm not doing, I'm just gonna, it's gonna be me. Yeah. A year. And you get to know yourself. You really do. You really do. And and even like co coexisting, cohabiting with people is it's a different story. But like for me, that was really after I graduated, it was like it was spurts. It wasn't a continuous time period, but it was like some here come back. Some here come back. But because that's because I think where you were at, you were more in the social scene. Exactly. See, I wasn't in my social scene. I had my friends. Right, right. But, but yeah. And even then, like I said, they they knew maybe what was going on, but they didn't know to the extent. And I feel the same. I, I feel and felt the same way about uh, me and my friends from high school because it's like it's like after I came out of that cocoon, it's like when when I stepped when I stepped out as a new being and an evolved being, they were like, "Who is this person?" I didn't change. I evolved and I shifted to a better me. And I'm not done evolving, but it's like. I evolved from a certain point in time to where I can recognize myself in, in certain points and certain characteristics and certain thoughts and feelings in my life as death. But I know who my call is. There's a whole different emphasis behind that name to where it's like, it, it, I, I, people have come to me and say like, is it really a big deal that we call you my call? Yes. <laughs> yes. Reason being is because it's just you and me acknowledging, respecting, and loving my growth. Mm-hmm. I dealt with a lot as Devin. Devin would have been doing this right now. Devin would have been like, what? I got a lot to say and think inside, but I ain't sharing that with nobody. Right. I ain't even sharing that with myself. <laughs> <laughs> so my call is like, dude, we got to push these boundaries because otherwise you're going to be in- contained inside of your own body the rest of your life and no one will ever see the true you. They'll see little bits here and there, whenever you feel comfortable enough to let it slip, but it's never intentional. Exactly. And I'm like, nah, I can't let the rest of my life in this cage inside of myself. Mm. That's true. So from that's my like first and foremost, that's the first relationship that really, really had that uh long lasting effect that is still going basically. And it started around when I was 17, 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Still now in my 20s. Just beginning my 20s so it's just that's very very interesting to me that you know you had that as well and i didn't uh i, I want to say you probably like mentioned it here and there but i wasn't really conscious of it when i was going through it that you went through some, a period of time like that but i always remember you telling me i took a year off from dating and everything with me it was the winter time of 2017. that was the coldest winter for me it might not have been coldest outside but internally that's when like 
everything that I was running away from with, with inside of myself, I smacked myself in the face with. Mm. Like I had my own drill sergeant inside of my head saying, this is you and you ain't going nowhere. I'm gonna make you look at you. Yeah. I'm gonna make you look at it. I don't care if you don't like it. If you don't like it, do something about it. If not, then shut up. <laughs> and it's like, I had to be that hardcore with myself because it's like, I, if I can't be there with myself, then, and I don't like hearing that from other people, then it's like, I gotta be there for myself. I don't want nobody judging me. So if anybody gonna judge me, it's gonna be me first and foremost. Mm-hmm. But even it is not really judging me, it's really just me exposing my truth to myself. Accepting. I said exposing first because in the beginning I was not accepting of it. Uh-huh. I was still battling myself and then over time I came to be more and more accepting of it. So yes, it was a process, but for sure. Uh, but to move it along, uh, definitely you. I've learned a lot from you that It'd be too much to wrap, to really wrap up, but I'm sure the more we dive into it, it'll come out. Um, but there's certain things that stuck to me, just quotes that I can say that encompass a lot. Be honest with yourself and you can be honest with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Learn from other people's mistakes. You don't gotta make those same mistakes. Learn from them. Mm-hmm. And just those two alone, I've heard time and time <laughs> and time and time again. But I mean, I'm grateful. Because just dropping that seed inside of me, like eventually over time, it was slowly getting watered. It was slowly getting nurtured. It was slowly growing to who I am and what I am now. So um, I'm forever grateful I wouldn't take that back. Secondly, my father. Uh, it's funny because now where I'm in my life that I'm, I'm going through a self-development. One thing I want to work on that involves a lot of other people is my timeliness and punctuality. And one thing he always said to me that sticks and is going, I know for these next, uh, the next shift in my life is going to be prominent is if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, don't show up at all. Even though I would still show up. Right, that's what I'm saying. Come on now. It's it's the principle though. It's right, I see that. In their eyes, it's like disrespect at that point. Because you're not respecting their time or your time. Tune in.